If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take their businesses to the next level. Join us as we chat with green industry leaders to discover best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits. Now, here's your host, Paul Jamison. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to go to the show me state that is Missouri to chat with Josh Albright. He's got an interesting story. He had a good job, good paying job. Wife works for the state, good paying job. Everything was good. However, Josh had the old itch to own his own business. And so he had his part-time lawn care business going. And then he got the boat nice and close to the dock and got a nice little nudge from COVID-19 and took the leap. And uh, now he's in his first season full-time over there in Missouri. So we're going to hear the whole story from Josh Albright. And thanks again to the Hardscape Academy for sponsoring today's episode. If you want more resources on how to become a professional hardscaper, check out the Hardscape Academy. We'll put that link in today's show's notes. Well, without further ado, let's head on over to the Show Me State, Missouri and chat with Josh Albright. All right, everybody. Today, we're going to the deep into Missouri, into the country out there. I was like, where are you from? There's not even a city around. You're, you're from the farmland, but still grass to be cut out there. Josh Albright, welcome to the show. Yep. Yep. Nice to be here. So you got a wife, two kids, a lawn business, and a lot of rain going on in Missouri today. So you're able to Join us on the Green Industry Podcast. Yep. Yeah, it rained close to an inch last night, I believe. It's still raining, so. Awesome. Well, we look forward to hearing your story. You had a good paying job. Why'd you leave that to go into lawn care? Tell us the story. Oh, uh, well, um, I don't know. Uh, so, it started out, uh, I did body work for 10 years, went to school for it, did all that. Uh, really liked it. Uh, and then... Uh, our company was a locally owned company. It got bought out by a bigger nationally known company and it was a dealership. So, I, you know, we sold cars and stuff and we had body shop and, uh, Oh, long story short or whatever, you know, uh, they just started changing things and they kind of gave us a little bit of a pay cut. Um, took a lot of vacation time away from us when they said they weren't, you know, pretty well gave me a bad taste in my mouth. It was like, you know what? That's not where I want my life to be. You know, I want to be able to make my call, you know? So Absolutely. I started, started running a lawn care business last spring while still working full time. And then, uh, pretty well this year, me and the boss, which me and him had a good relationship, pretty well come to agreements that I just, I had more work than I had time to be there for him. And essentially it just, we come to a good agreement that it wasn't going to be in the, that company's best favor anymore for me to still work there. So what month was I, that? Uh, just right after the Corona hit, you know, it was mm-hmm. good timing. Uh, 
I want to say I left there like March 28th was my last day there, I believe. So now you got a wife, two kids, and it's all it's all in on lawn care and landscaping to bring in the income now. How, how does that make you feel? Well, it was uh, one of those things like sometimes you just got to get shoved in, you know, and do what you do. I mean, I've never been a afraid to work so i knew that wasn't a problem so yeah you got farm you, you got some cows you do a little farming too don't you yep yeah i don't really know what rest is all about essentially. those cows you gotta milk them in the first what is the first thing in the no, morning or no, what no milking cows here oh i, I have calves that do that <laughs> okay so yeah what, i just run a cow calf operation just i don't have very many i have 15 head that just the pretty well just sell calves every fall or whenever they're ready to sell and they go to market and then do it again next year. Yeah, that sounds fun. So y'all live in the country, huh? But how many acres yep. you live on or what, what's the setup out there, man? I own 15 acres and then I rent another 120 that I run my cows on. Wow. Yep. That's like my dream, man. 15 acres. Yeah. Oh, yep. Got man. a big pond in the back, in the back yard, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So what? So how how do you make money doing lawn care landscaping out there if there's no house? I mean, it sounds like it's just country. Well, I tell tell us about your business. Ever you got all okay. these guys out on their mowers? You know, they're dreaming about these cows. At the, yeah. How you how you making money, man? Well, uh, I normally there's three pretty decent. Like I wouldn't say decent sized towns, but okay sized towns around us. And what I do is one day I do one little small town and like I have a route in my new Bloomfield Holt Summit area. I do that on Mondays. There's about 10 yards in there I do. How long does it take you to get from your 15 acres to pop, you know, out the population where those folks are? Oh, I'm normally mowing within 15 minutes of leaving that 15 to 20 minutes on that day. Um, Two days, I'm about 15 minutes. Uh, the third day, I have to drive about 45 minutes to get to Columbia, Missouri. It was is a pretty good-sized town. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where the money's at, essentially. Like, the smaller towns, they're just not – they're not about having that pretty yard, you know? So, mm-hmm. they're just fewer and far between anyhow. But, uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I run a – I've been running a four-day work week, and this week I had some dirt work I need to do. So, I – I shuffled it around and ended up doing it in three days, which thank God I did because uh, I wouldn't have got to do anything today anyway. So yeah. I may start trying to do that more often and not have to run to Columbia twice a week. So Yeah, so you're yeah. just working solo right now? Yep, yep. And tell, tell us your equipment. This is for you, Tony, down in Lake Oconee. <laughs> I got <laughs> Tony's uh, lawn care, Lake Oconee. He's a he, uh, friend of the show. He's like, Ask them what their equipment's like, Paul. I want to know. Oh, I knew so, it was coming. Yeah, so tell um, us your, tell us your setup. This is for you, Tony, just for you. I, so far, I run all handheld. Uh, is everything steel. Uh, the 111 FX is what I run for weed eaters. And then uh, I got a stick edger. It's a, a 130. Um, I just changed the heads out on it as need be. I have a hedge trimmer and a chainsaw and all that it's not the combi system i just take off just ends uh i run a br800 backpack blower 
it's kind of been giving me a fit lately, so I've been kind of thinking about that Echo Train or Echo Eighty Ten. Yeah, yeah. I, I, man, last, I've heard nothing uh, but good about it. Yeah, last fall I used it. Well, I used BR Six Hundred for years, and then I updated to the uh, Echoes Seven Seven Zero, which was fine. And then that PB Eighty Ten, man, I got that thing last. You know, last leaf season. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So I've I've never I've used heard nothing the but good things about it. Yeah, but I've never used the BR eight hundred um, stills blower other than you know just demoing it out here and there. I, I never use it out in the field, but you, you you'll yeah. have no complaints with the PB eighty ten man. I I definitely recommend that for your next blower. I'm kind of thinking I'd like to have a little lighter backpack blower because every now mm. and then I'm getting a pickle and I need to use my wife as a helper. Ooh. Yeah, and that uh, that eight hundred is just heavy, but. I mean, I looked at the weights of every machine and they're all within like two pounds. It's like, yeah, I, I can't like justify losing that much power to go to something that's lighter, you know? Yeah. It just, it, it, it it's the best blower I've ever used. Um, yeah. The 8010. So what, what about your mowers, man? What, 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 what uh, you rocking? I got a Skag Tita with a big block, 37 horse on it, 61 inch deck. Uh, that's the one I ride on the most. I mean, that's my go-to. If it'll fit, I try to put it there unless it's super wet. Mm -hmm. Um, got the old Toro 30 inch, um, the time master or what? The time master. Yep. Heard good things about that. Oh yeah. I've had that. I've used that for years. I I mean, I I don't put very, I barely use mine. I mean, if I use it once a week, I have an HOA I do, mm-hmm. and it's got a bunch of flowers and trees right at the main entrance, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple of islands. I use it on that, and that's really all I use it for, unless I have a breakdown or something, and then, you know, that's, I got it for that. It's, it just it sets there. It gets a lot of ride time. It doesn't get a lot of use time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got a Toro Grandstand 48-inch really like that thing for the backyards with gates oh yeah and i mean it's super light easy on the turf i mean i really like it uh i've been uh demoing a lot of different mowers this year and uh i'm definitely going to go to another stand on probably a stand on 61 inch in the spring or whenever i decide to pull the trigger on one yeah so with you know, going from part-time to now, you know, full-time and available hours that you have to, to build the business. What's your plans for the rest of this summer and fall? And where are you trying to take your business in the days ahead? Um, well, on um, you know, Thursday afternoons and Fridays, I normally have a little free time. I've been doing some landscaping, little mulch, you know, tree installs, shrubs, uh, dirt work, kind of just, little bit of whatever, you know, needs to be done. Catch up on some farm work, catch up on, just try to catch my breath. Uh, now that the Corona has kind of died down, I'm, I've got a bunch of door hangers. I'm going to hit the, hit the neighborhoods I want to be in, see if I can't pick up some, uh, more in the neighborhoods I'm already in or, or that I'm around mm-hmm. try to kind of work on that route density. Uh, and mainly just kind of work on getting full, filling up my week a little bit more with lawn care, you know, for that reoccurring service. 
Yeah. And then what about your wife? Is she got a career? Is she stay at home mother or what, what does she do? And, um, how is, how is she involved with your decision-making of transitioning from the body shop, you know, to your job now as running your business? Uh, she works for the state of Missouri, uh, is an HR department. Uh, she has actually, she was a stay at home mom here for the last couple of months with the coronavirus and working. So she did a good job there. She's just started taking the kiddos back to daycare now, but she's still working from home for the most part. Um, she pretty well told me if you're going to do it, you might as well do it. You know, like, cause mm-hmm. last summer was hectic. I mean, I worked till nine o'clock every night. I was normally leaving at five 30 or so in the morning, every morning, go to work. I'd mow a yard at lunchtime, come back to work. Then I'd go mow until dark, dark every night. And then I normally did landscaping on the weekend and tried to do my farming. And I was just, I had no free time last year and it was neither one of us like that. So we pretty well said, if this is what I want to do, then uh, we're just going to have to do it and we'll figure it out, change our lifestyle a little bit and go from there. Yeah. What would you say? I get asked this. I mean, you've heard on the show recently, I think we chatted with, you know, Colton Bisbo up in Rochester, New York and Dylan Stevenson and, and, Ohio and a bunch of other folks that have the same story of, I got a job, you know, uh, Aaron's lawn care, you know, I was, uh, over there in, um, Illinois, we, you know, all, all these guys had their jobs doing their lawn care and a wife and kids. And it's just like, it, it's no fun. And then there's yeah. like this freedom when you go all in on the lawn care, like you, you kind of get your life back. And, uh, how, how, what would you say to someone who's like, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy that's going to work, then doing my lawn care company and trying to juggle it all. I mean, I, I've heard it a million times on the show. You got to get that boat, you know, close to the dock. I just had the dock close and the boat close. And then, uh, the Corona kind of filled the boat with water, but I still jumped in and I'm just going for it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I mean, you got to have a life. I mean, it's nice to just be able to sit back and watch your kids. You know, I still work a lot and I mean, I'm not, I still don't sit around and relax a lot, but I can at least work at the house more now and I can play with my kids more and see my wife and help her with dinner or at least watch the kids while she's cooking dinner. It's, we've definitely got a lot more family time the weekends. I haven't, I've only had to work one weekend so far this year just because I had a big most job that I needed a hand on. But other than that, I mean, it's just nice to have a life back. I mean, we're not making near the money I was last year at this point, but we're not, we don't owe a lot of money in this world. So uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I mean, by the time we probably, you know, uh, around spring next year, you're probably going to be, you know, doing a lot better than you are now. Cause you'll have a year of marketing under your belt and oh yeah, a year of yeah. just people seeing your, you know, seeing you in, in the neighbors, seeing you and then them, you know, asking you to take over. I mean, it, it's like an avalanche, a snowball effect. Uh, once you're out there more and, and seen more, just that organic marketing happens too. So. Yo, I've seen a lot. I got one neighborhood I put out I want to say it was close to a hundred houses in it. I put out a hundred door. I put a door hanger on every house. Uh, 
and I do three of the yards in there now. I had no, I wasn't in there at all last year. Now I have three yards in there that I do. Um, I mean, that's pretty good return right there on for just door hangers. Yeah. And they got, and, all the, uh, go ahead. Uh, I mean, I've had several other calls from that neighborhood. I mean, it's just they wanted like bi-weekly or call me when they wanted it. And I pretty well just tell them, hey, that doesn't look good on my name. I mean, I want to be able to put a yard sign in your yard and people like that yard looks good. Mm-hmm. If if I can't do that, I don't really want to do that. Mm. I do have a couple bi-weeklies, but they're all out in the country where people aren't seeing my truck park there. I mean, it's one of those things I do that discreetly, essentially. You know, I don't. I don't advertise bi-weekly. I pretty well only offer weekly when somebody calls. Bi-weekly was something I did last year. and Those yards typically irk your nerves every time you mow them, it seems like, especially in the heavy spring whenever grass is growing like crazy. You have to double cut them. It's just really not worth your time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's well said. And you guys listened to my show for a while. Know how I feel about bi-weekly. I, I took that out yeah. of my vocabulary years ago. It's just not, yeah, not yeah. even an I'll, option. But I, I, I think it's different, though, for what you're saying. Because I, I live, you know, there's a million people in my backyard. And I live in, yeah. in uh, you know, Metro Atlanta, Georgia. But if you are out in the country and, you know, Aunt Susie just wants it cut, you know, that she lives on a bunch of acreage and just around her house. By That's that's different than when yeah. you're in an HOA neighborhood and someone, oh, yeah, someone's <laughs> cheap and they're like, oh yeah, let's just do bi-weekly. And no, 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 no. But yeah, I don't it, want my truck being seen at that house. Yeah. So man, that must be nice. See, we have to worry about theft here in, in Atlanta. You know, all of us are always talking about how we can protect our equipment. And, uh, but if you got 15 acres, you know, I'm sure you got, you just keep your equipment at the house and it's probably safe and secure, right? Yep. Yep. Everything's That's on, nice. on this property. Uh, I mean, on the trailer, I have racks that have locks. I have equipment defender locks and stuff. And honestly, I don't hardly ever lock anything, even out when I'm mowing. Like, it's just, I live in a fairly good, I mean, all the neighborhoods I go to, I feel safe. I mean, um, I probably should be a little more cautious than I am, but, uh, you know, I just, we're pretty safe out here. I haven't had anything that makes me feel like I need to lock stuff up, you know, all the time. You are listening to the Green Industry Podcast. Paul returns in just a moment. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to go to become the next professional hardscaper. Check out Caleb Allman's How to Install Pavers and How to Install Retaining Walls Comprehensive Guides. You will learn all the techniques and information necessary to perform the installation of these features based on industry standards, including tips and tricks that Caleb has learned over the past 20 years of hardscaping. The courses are immediately available via online streaming for just $99 each. Go to the hardscapeacademy.com and that link is in today's show notes. 
Lawn and landscape pros need to keep their competitive edge, and the easiest way to do that is by attending GIE Plus Expo this October 21st through the 23rd. There's only one word to describe the biggest action-packed experience in the outdoor equipment industry. Wow! Over a thousand indoor exhibits wall-to-wall with innovative products and the latest technology. Talk face-to-face with the engineers that design your favorite equipment. Then step outside and dive into the hands-on demo area where you can drive, dig, and compare equipment to your heart's delight. This year, the wow gets even bigger with the new UTV test track, the hands-on drone zone, and free parking. (laughs) Free parking! Register now at GIE-Expo.com, and we'll see you in Louisville, Kentucky this October. I don't know how much influence I had with that free parking, but uh, for those of you who remember, we had Chris Kaiser. He's been a guest, the uh, president and CEO of the OPEI. And he asked me, he's like, Paul, what are people saying about the GIE? Give us some feedback. And I said, Chris, we want free parking. (laughs) And so, hey, they delivered and uh, we have free parking again this year. Now, if you want 50% off your GIE registration, just use the promo code Paul, P-A-U-L, and that will get you 50% off. Now, let's get back to our interview with Josh Albright. We were in the middle of a conversation about theft, and I'm going to share with him a story that uh, one of my friends that had happened to him where he had a blower stolen, not one but twice in the same month. So I'm going to tell that story, then we're going to hear the rest of Josh's story. Yeah, well, that's nice, man. He, around here, my, my, my buddy, we have a grocery store called Publix. His name was actually Josh. And uh, he went in to, uh, he just wanted to get, it, you know, like a pound of meat for uh, dinner for the evening. And so he kind of tucked his blower in the corner of his truck so no one could kind of see it, but it was in the bed of his truck. But he's like, I'm just going to run in real quick and run out. And he, and, you know, he, so he goes in, and buys, you know, a pound of ground beef. He's walking out and he sees somebody taking it out of the bed of his truck. So then he starts, <laughs> he starts running and this person puts it in the, gets into their car and he gets in the passenger seat, the, th- the thief, and then they speed off. And then by the time he got in his truck and, you know, navigated the parking lot, they were gone. Yeah. And so then it, for, this was uh, a few years ago, right around this time. And then, so Father's Day was coming up. So his wife and, um, I think, I forget what they got him, but it was, it was the new blow. It was maybe a BR. It was the new steel back whenever, whatever the new steel was back in the day. So <laughs> they, um, my, my dates are off here. I don't want to say the wrong uh, number, but long story short, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a $600 blower. So he gets for father's day. So then this is like just a couple weeks later after father's day, he's uh, in the front yard doing uh doing some work in the garden bed and his truck's in the street you know maybe a hundred feet away just right there he's just standing he's standing right there and and thieves pull up why he's standing there in the front yard and they run and one guy runs out takes his you know the new blower now out of the bed of his truck and drives off and and his trailer was um he had an open trailer and it, you know the tailgate you know the gate was down the ramp was down yeah. And uh, so his, he was kind of discombobulated. So he couldn't just chase him in the truck because he had to pull, you know, had to put the ramp up. <laughs> and so by the time he got his truck situation, you know, situated and went off, these guys were long gone. So he had two blowers, you know, professional Dang. blowers stolen in less than a month. And so and it's different because a lot of folks are like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Paul. But if you live in a major city like this, people just go out all day and they steal your blower and then they sell it on Craigslist or Facebook marketplace within an hour. And then it's, you're, you're out, you know, so 
That's one cool thing Crazy. about living out in the country, Josh. You got to appreciate the good folk out there that you, you know, I, I would still be, I'm just, my personality, I'd still lock those, that equipment defenders, you know, I'd, I'm just ultra careful, but. I mean, I always, what I do is I just turn the lock. I just don't change the combination. And it's actually funny you say that because I had a buddy help me the other day to catch up because we had a bunch of rain and, uh, he was sitting there shaking the trailer, like all get out, trying to get a weed eater off the rack the other day. Cause he just didn't quite understand how the whole system worked. Cause you no. have to turn the cam lock, drop that little door and then turn the, turn the cam at the top. And it, you know, lets all the weed eaters come loose, but yeah. it was funny. You know, I was like, that made me feel really good right there. Knowing that I had a guy that knows how to run equipment is fairly competent around that stuff like that, that just not even having it locked up, he couldn't figure out how to get off the trailer, you know? Yeah. What kind Which of trailer do you, life. what kind of trailer do you have? Uh, Doolittle. Uh, okay. my dad actually works for him. I worked for him in high school. It's a local company here. They sell world or nationwide, but, um, I had the trailer custom built for me this fall, maybe a little bigger than I need right now, but I'm definitely trying to grow into it. Awesome. Yeah. I know we had Caleb Ballman on earlier in the week and he just talked about the importance of not having to load and unload and all that. So you're able to just park the trailer with the equipment on it and then take off, you know, walk out your front door and take off in the morning. Is that how easy your yeah. Se- yeah. setup is? I mean, a lot of times I try to sharpen my blades almost every night. So what I... You there, Josh? Hey, we lost you there for a second. You oh, said sorry. you sharpen your blades and then I lost you. Yeah, I take the mowers off every night, sharpen the blades. I normally put one of them back on and then I leave one underneath the, the lean-to. And then first thing in the morning, I just walk out, hop on the mower, load it on the trailer, and away I go. I normally top off all my string trimmers and blower. I do that the night before so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, but yeah, I know it's – I just get in the – trailer and go essentially awesome well anything else you want to share with the green industry podcast you're a listener yourself huh yeah you're actually the first podcast i ever listened to and i i binge listened all the way through yours and then i went to julio um and then now i just pop back and forth between you julio brian I've been listening to a bunch of hardscape podcasts just because I'm kind of interested in that field. Yeah. Whose and podcast are you listening to with the, that, the hardscapes? Um, how to hardscape. Mike Pletz. Yep. There you yep, go, Mike. Him. Come on. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, there's another one. The guys are definitely from like Boston. I'm trying to think. They have a real thick. Outdoor like, project or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That one, um, oh, I listened to several. Um, there's one, a Dirt Monkey University, I think, is one mm-hmm. of the newer ones that come out. I've been listening to that a little bit. I mean, I pretty well, I don't hardly ever listen to music anymore unless it's just one of those days you just kind of got to bust out. You know, it feels like you're just in a slump every now and then. You got to turn on some music and just get pumped that back up, but. For the most part, I try to just listen to podcasts all day, every day, and keep my brain as active as possible out there. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, for guys just finding the show, you know, just this week alone, you know, we had Nick Carlson dropping all these nuggets of just things that I'm like, man, I wish I would have heard that 10 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is oh, he, yeah. He's just sharing these things that are just, uh, you know, for example, make sure you write down every single name, you know, first name, last name, phone number, email, because that data is gold, you know, if you go to sell yeah. your business one day and what to name your business and, you know, Caleb Allman on efficiency the day before that, you know, you sharing uh, your story today. And it's just like, it's so cool to be able to have these conversations, have it archived. And then it's free. You guys can, I mean, it's just like a free education. You can go and listen to all day long. And uh, it's yep. just so cool. The community, you know, um, doing this, it's, it's, I'm, I'm honored to get to be a part, you know, be a part of it. It's exciting. Oh, yeah. It's better than YouTube University, in my opinion, because, you know, like Brian said a hundred times on his podcast, he gets to talk straight. He doesn't have to filter it through the YouTube gods. He can, you know, lay it on straight. And that's what everybody says. I mean, I feel like you people actually talk numbers. I'm kind of disappointed you didn't ask me how much I charge for a yard of Oh, go ahead. Tell us your prices. Here we go. This is farmland Uh, Missouri prices. There you go. Tell tell us your prices. $93 a yard is what I charge for mulch. I typically get it installed. Installed, yep. And I typically get it for about $25. Okay. And you got that big trailer. What kind of truck you got? You didn't tell us your truck. Um, well, I have two trucks. I have a Chevy Duramax that I use if I got to pull like the skid steer, the bigger equipment. Mm-hmm. And then I just have a 2001 Chevy, uh, gas truck, three quarter ton that I plow snow with. And then I, uh, pull my trailer with it on a daily basis. It's, it's all lettered up and looking professional out there. Okay. So you can just, how many yards of mulch can you throw in the trailer? Uh, I think I was, I got 10 in there at one point. That's, and that's a pretty good load. I mean, yeah. So that's $930 is what you charge yeah. for that. Yeah. And you go, so you pay 25 bucks a pop, go pick it yep. up. So you're paying 250 bucks, charging the customer 930 bucks. Yep. And then I normally in there, I, I do a little like a upcharge sometimes for like, you know, some, preen style stuff i use snapshot but you know put that in the bed after you get it ready that way you don't have any new weeds popping up um because i have my applicator's license i studied for that all winter nice. and i do a little bit of fertilization and weed control i do that on my thursdays and fridays as well sometimes nice yep uh yeah like my minimum on any yard 35 bucks is the cheapest i'll do it and i try to even steer clear of that and go more closer to the 40 dollars just just because it feels better <laughs> yeah no i th- i think 40 you know these guys say yeah. we ain't dropping our trailer for anything less than 40 i just yep yep and then i try to you know on stuff that is hard to calculate i normally do for a dollar a minute you know 60 dollars an hour is kind of where i try to keep myself at. And if I have somebody helping me, same thing. I mean, uh, yeah, I tried to get that $60 an hour, you know, is my, that's my goal at the end of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then how are you doing your billing and invoicing? What's the, I use uh yard books, mm-hmm. the free version. Uh, as of right now, it's, 
it's more advanced than I am. So, I mean, it, I'm not real good on the technical side of things. So it's fairly simple. And I do, uh, I just do monthly invoices where, uh, at the end of the month, I just invoice them the, you know, the last day of service of that month, I send them out their invoices and then, you know, I know I typically get paid within five to 10 days of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I charge them the fee as far as if they pay with a card. Mm-hmm. So I have several that pay with a check, which is perfectly fine with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to do that automated, you know, prepay or automated, you know, card on file. I just haven't implemented it yet. Uh, I believe that will be something I implement in the spring of next year. Yeah, I mean, I I recommend because you're you so for we're in June of 2020 right now, so you're gonna work all of June and then invoice them at the end of June for the work you've already done in June. Yep. Okay. Where I mean, what I you know personally recommend is you know just June one. I I have them prepay. So hey, June one, you know your your card on file is gonna be charged four hundred dollars for the work we're gonna do in in June and then boom, you're, you're already prepaid for the month. You know what I mean? Um, and I have a couple that do that mm-hmm. just cause they're, they have, you know, they're on a tighter budget or, or have a good budget, whatever it be that do do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think as I, uh, weed out my, you know, not so ideal clients and get mm-hmm. more ideal clients that I will, you know, that's obviously, definitely in my plans because I, that is definitely the way to go. Cause I have, I've had to fight some people to get it, you know, like I've never had anybody not pay, but I've had people take longer to pay than I would like, you know, I mean, I feel like if I, you know, that's one of those things, but. Yeah. And guys uh, are asking me, Josh, like, how do you get everyone? Like now it would be hard for your existing customers to switch if they're used to paying at the end of the month, because really yeah. they're not paying till the first week of the next month. So they're getting four or five weeks of service and then a, yeah. a gap there for a week to have time to pay. So they're, they're on this like six week delay where I get that cash flow immediately. But once you get into the swing of that system, you just get confidence. And when, you know, when I, if I go to quote a job, I just, you know, let the customer know, Hey, it's uh, the way that we do our payments is we'll put it, we'll collect a card. It will be, you know, securely on file. And then on the first of each month, we'll charge the card, your monthly rate and it's prepay. So on, you know, June one, your rate for your property is $400 for the month. And then on June one, we'll charge your card $400 and then we'll, you know, perform the service throughout June. And then July one, your card will be charged again for $400. And, and then, you know, you just let them know, you, you know, you're a professional and this is how you run your business. And then they're cool with that. And, uh, but I'm not nervous when I present it, you know, I'm just, I just tell yeah. them, you know, just, just like you go to McDonald's and you order a Big Mac and they're just like, okay, swipe your card. Like, that's just how you, you order, <laughs> yeah. then you pay, then you get your Big Mac. But, uh, you know, once you get in the swing of things, you're not nervous and you're like, okay, oh, can, can I get your card? Uh, you know, it's, it's just, yeah, yeah. this is how we do it. And they're like, they feel comfortable. They give you a card, put it into the system. John Pajak, um, he, he does teachings on yard books. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Pajak. Uh, I, I met him at the GIE. He's a character for sure. Yeah. But he's got some really good, um, for those of you who use yard books like Josh, you know, he does, I think he's got a Facebook group or something called like yard book users or something where he, you know, 
if you're trying I'll to, have to check that out. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure it's free. And then, um, you know, that will help you get more because you want to get well-versed, whatever CRM you use, you want to know yeah. it well, that way you can, you know, get that cash flow. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, and I may start trying to implement that with any new customers that I pick up throughout, you know, the rest of the year here, maybe try and do that as I hand out new door hangers, hopefully. Yeah. Maybe if I pick up some new clients, I can try and implement and see how that works for me. Yeah. I just, I mean, cash flow is everything, you know, we don't, that's just six oh, weeks yeah. is just like, man, I mean, you, you want the money now, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, I feel like I'm not the best at, at savings. So sometimes that's the best savings account for me is not having it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, no, you do got that. That's the one thing when you do have, uh, you know, all this money come in on the first of every month, you do got to be very careful because, yeah, that, like, uh, you know, I'm a big Dave Ramsey listener and he says every dollar's got to have a name. So you already got to know, okay, X amount's coming in and, you know, a portion of it's going to my vehicle insurance, portion of it's going to my general liability, a portion of it's going to, you know, all these monthly subscriptions for all this stuff. And part of it's going to taxes, part of it's going to this, this, this. I mean, so then there's no, you know, when I'm like, Ooh, I want to go buy a new chainsaw or whatever. It's like, no, <laughs> that's not, yeah. that's not in the budget. Or if I need a new piece of equipment, then I'll put that in the budget for the, you know, the month, you know, yeah. You know, in August, if you're going to buy a new blower for the fall, then you can plan ahead. Okay, I need to set aside six six hundred bucks for a blower in August. I'm going to go buy my new blower. Yeah, but, I need to. I've that's been a downfall of me. I've always made good enough money in the past, and I should have always had a budget. And I've definitely worked on working on my budget. But yeah, I've I've never really had to be on a tight budget because I always made good enough money that I mean. You just didn't have to be. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck by any means, but I was always, you know, just kind of, if I wanted it, I bought it, went on, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm definitely with this, you know, pay grade now, I'm definitely learning that I got to definitely watch my pennies and, you know, be tight. and You know, definitely, like you said, every dollar has a place, you know, and I don't normally spend money on stuff that I don't think is going to make me money in the end or that I have to, can't live without, you know? Mm -hmm. Awesome, Josh. Well, tell us how folk can connect with you on the Instagram and then I'm going to put your IG link, your handle in the show's notes so people can follow you on the IG. Um, on Instagram, it's just show me most snow. Uh, I don't have an and in it like I typically do on my business. It's just show me Mo Snow. Show me Mo Snow. Yep. All right. Yep. And show me. That's like what they say in Missouri, huh? Yep. That's a show. Me, we're the show me state. What's yep. that mean? It pretty well. Somebody says, hey, I can do 100 push-ups. We say, show me, you know. <laughs> Let's see it. <laughs> uh, show me Mo Snow. Yep. All right, we'll put that in today's link. The Show Me State. Yep. Missouri. Y'all won the Super Bowl, right? Yes, we did. Kansas City, Missouri. Yep, my parents were very proud. They both grew up in Kansas City, Independence area. And I believe they were both crying by the time the game was over. Yeah, well, that was quite the <laughs> comeback because it looked like San Fran yeah, had that yeah. thing, and next thing you know, old Pat Mahomes, Andy yeah. Reid. 
Yeah, they got a little cocky there, and that got them. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan, man, that's a, two two Super Bowls that fellas blown, but uh, yeah. Oh man, well it's good chatting with you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the show, and uh, now you're on the show. I told him, I told Josh before the show, I was like, man, you got a tough act to follow. We, <laughs> Caleb Allman is straight up that guy. Man, his his brain works well. <laughs> and then uh, Nick Carlson's another sharp fella. So uh, it's hard following up those guys, but you did great, my friend. Right on. Glad to hear it. Awesome. Well, we'll stay in touch on the Instagram and uh, have a great day, my friend. All right. Take it easy. Hopefully you enjoyed that interview with Josh Albright from Missouri, man. That sounds, when you live in a major city, you know, like Atlanta, it sounds cool to live out in the country in Missouri. It's kind of like, man, I kind of want to go get me 15 cows and uh, 15 acres, or I guess he has more than that. That uh, uh, sounds like a cool setup Josh has out there. So we're cheering for him. And uh, if you were blessed by today's show, share it on Instagram. When you at Paul Jamison at Green Industry Podcast, tag us there. We love when you do that and uh, share the show. It really helps out. We were checking the charts again yesterday, Marty. Number what was it? 56. Wow. So we appreciate that. It, I mean, it pumps me up. And, and I just got to say thank you to everyone who's a part of the story. Brian Fullerton has a big part to do with our success by sharing you know, the show and helping us. Julio Tomei in Canada, me and him talk on the phone for hours and hours and hours. Literally one day we talked for five hours <laughs> about podcasting. And uh, we're just wired for podcasting and having a blast. Keith Kalfas and, and then everyone in the community that shares the show. Every time you at you know, Green Industry Podcast, at Paul James on Instagram and share it. It's just, it, it, all these little baby steps together has got us, you know, we're, we're, we're almost in the top 50. We're, we're almost there. So that's the next goal. When I wake up one morning, we're number 47 in the charts. I'm going to be fist pumping. You should see us. <laughs> it's like, I mean, athletes, well, you know what? They celebrate, they score a touchdown. They're, you know, doing all their dances and all of that. And so as podcasters, when you, you know, hit a milestone, we're, fist pump, high five. <laughs> we get pumped up around here, but uh, we have to give our gratitude and appreciation to you for sharing the show and rating and reviewing. So thank you very much. Thank you to the Almond Landscape LLC, Brittany and Caleb and their team for the Hardscape Academy sponsoring today's show. The link is in today's show's notes, as well as the link for the GIE registration. What's the promo code, Marty? That's right, Paul. That will get you 50% off your GIE registration with the promo code Paul. So we'll be back soon. I'm thinking we'll see how much time we have here. I got a full schedule here, but uh, I'm going to try my best to do a weekend review episode for the weekend. Just a little bonus because uh, we had a monumental week around here. Uh, just so many good interviews. So I've uh, been taking notes and uh, we'll see. But uh, don't be surprised if you see a little bonus episode pop on up tomorrow. Smash that subscribe button to stay in touch. We'll be back soon.
Ever tried reading while jogging, cooking, or even juggling flaming torches? Yeah, doesn't end well. But with Audiobooks.com, you can conquer books without the circus act. Dive into over 450,000 titles, including more than 10,000 free ones. Get hooked on a bestseller, find your next obsession, or finally read that classic you've been avoiding since high school. And here's the inside scoop. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial and snag your first three audiobooks on the house. Sign up for your free trial at audiobooks.com slash podcast free today. That's audiobooks.com slash podcast F-R-E-E.